Welcome to Diverse Tech Founders, a podcast about the one thing older than capital, people like you and me. Now here's your host, Abraham J. Williamson. You know, social media is a wonderful thing. I met this founder through social media. We haven't met yet, although we're hoping to get him up to New York for an app launch party of his own. Uh, and that is Javante Ham of Melanoid Exchange. Uh, this is a founder who is really taking a unique spin and a proprietary business model uh, in the e-commerce space to try to help entrepreneurs of color get their products out there to more people for a better price. And so this interview kind of goes into Javante Ham's um, backstory from the kind of tough environment he grew up in in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, to how he made it to college and became an engineer, worked at some of the best companies um, in the country, and how he left that job to apply his skills and talents into Melanoid Exchange. And after just a few months, I think four or five months, they already had, you know, sort of five digits in revenue. And so they're continuing to grow and expand. And Javante Ham is going to just kind of break down why is Melanoid Exchange different from all the other e-commerce platforms and even those that are designed to help entrepreneurs of color. Hope you enjoy. You're listening to the Diverse Tech Founders Podcast, the show that brings you the one thing older than capital, people, just like you and me. And I'm your host, Abraham J. Williamson. Thank you for listening. We're just going to kind of go over a few questions. I sent some of them to you beforehand. Uh, but why don't you just start us off and introduce people to yourself by letting us know kind of where you grew up. Uh, how y'all doing? Uh, like he said, uh, my name is Javante Ham. I'm the co-founder and CEO of Melanoid Exchange. Uh, and I grew up in a place called Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Uh, not too not too sure if any of you guys know what that is, uh, but it's down in Broward County in the South Florida area. Nice. Okay. Uh, so why don't you just now get into that tech background that you have? And uh, so my tech background uh, started, uh, I guess, when I was younger, man, I uh, was, was the person who fixed all the computers, man. I got a family full of, full of old folks, you know? So yeah. uh, um, I'm my... I think my mom is the only person who had a baby, so I was probably the only baby in the in the family for quite quite some time. So for me, it's a generation gap from like my mom age. Uh, my my mom didn't have any sisters and brothers, so it's a generation uh, kind of skipped from my grandparents. I don't have any aunties and uncles on my mom's side, so I'm the I'm the basically the only baby. So I was basically fixing everything for them uh, and their generation. My grandma. And she got like 10 sisters, so I was the one who always fixed everything for them. And uh, just kind of fell in love with computers at a young age. And uh, uh, I went off to college, and uh, I had to, I was a football player uh, uh, at Prairie View a University. And uh, kind of got into some, some. Uh, it was a kind of sticky situation to where uh, I, I uh, got my scholarship. And then the coach came to me about a couple, I want to say a couple of weeks before signing day, and was like, man, we see how your grades are going. How would you like to, uh, you know, we got somebody else who we want to recruit, uh, but his grades is not as good as yours. So uh, we would like to put you on half football scholarship and uh, uh, half academic scholarship. And he didn't tell me 
what the half academic was. And then once he told me, he was like, man, you're going to have to be an engineer. And I'm like, what? What you mean I'm going to have to be an engineer? I wanted to be a uh, criminal justice major, man. I'll never forget. And uh, he told me that I would have to be an engineer. And I ain't know nothing about engineering uh, from a can of paint. And he told me that, uh, you know, I had to choose between, I think it was like civil engineering, chemical, computer, uh, and mechanical engineering. And I didn't know anything about me mechanics or anything like that, man. And I knew I had a love for computers. And so I just went off on the wing and chose computer engineering. And kind of fast forward, man, that's that's kind of the crazy story and how I ended up becoming a computer engineering major. Uh, and kind of excelled at it and uh, went on to get my bachelor's of science degree in uh, computer engineering from Prairie View A&M University and uh, ended up getting a job as an aerospace engineer at Lockheed Martin Aeronautics, uh, working on the F-35, uh, F-22, kind of doing a lot of the simulator work for them uh, as a software engineer. And uh, uh, while completing my master's in engineering management, so kind of just... Uh, what engineering management is, it's kind of uh, tech slash MBA. So it's kind of like I got an MBA, but uh, just to manage en engineers in the engineering background. And so that's uh, a little bit about my, my background in tech. And then I, I later on went to quit my job about, I want to say, four to five months ago uh, and went all in with Melanoid Exchange. So perfect. Uh, segue into the next question. Tell us what is Melanoid Exchange and from where did this idea come from? So Melanoid Exchange is an e-commerce slash booking platform dedicated to connecting entrepreneurs of color with the world. So I want you to envision a eBay, uh, Amazon, uh, Etsy uh, on the other side of a style C or booksy per se. And what we did is we blended those two concepts together and made a central place where people can shop products, whether it be products or product-based businesses or service-based businesses, uh, exclusively uh, entrepreneurs of color, though. Nice. Very nice. Uh, okay. So how did you prove to investors that your target customers would use Melanoid Exchange when they have so many options, as you mentioned, across the board? Gotcha. So I will kind of back up before I tell you that. Uh, you, I know you asked me uh, how did the idea kind of form, and that kind of leads into uh, what I'm gonna where, where I'm gonna come at with that uh, answering that question. So uh, about I want to say about a year ago, about in February, I think a year ago, uh, everybody canceled Gucci, and so when everybody canceled Gucci, man. Uh, me and my wife, uh, we made an initiative to buy black, you know. Everybody was like, man, we're going to buy black, we're going to buy black. And uh, it was, man, it was one of the hardest things, man. It, it was real challenging. You know why? Because uh, it's very inconvenient. You know, you might buy something here on Instagram. You might see somebody at a place, so, uh, another website. And it's like your car getting hit so many different times. And I was like, man, why isn't it a place where... You know, where people can shop, you know, quality products, uh, you know, and, and something that's organized uh, and just have a, a shop full of, you know, I, and at first it just started with black people, man, you know. And so uh, I said, you know what, man, I'm going, I went, I went to, I went, I started asking around before I started the business. Right. So I started asking people like, 
you know, uh, just these, the, all these people with black-owned businesses, I'm like, man, well, I, I started asking them, why aren't you on the uh, larger platforms at first, you know, uh, because I searched the Ebays, the Amazons, uh, and, and it's a very thin, very thin line, man, uh, uh, I would say from a product perspective uh, where, where you can find those those kind of products, and so a lot of them were saying they weren't, wasn't on those bigger platforms because it was just too expensive. Uh, when you talk about the monthly fees, uh, the maintenance fees, the marketing fees, man, they would just be in the in the red too far, man. A lot of those people, I think about 80-something percent of uh, uh, minority-owned businesses are sole proprietors, man. So a lot of them just don't have the time. And uh, so uh, when we, when we, I, I, I thought about that, you know, and then I went to uh, also when I was asking these people, man, they were like, I was like, well, you know, what what would make you get online? You know, a lot of them was like, they lacked the, you know, the education and things like that on just how to do it, you know? And so uh, I said, you know what, man, I'm going to make a platform, you know, where people can uh, buy products from black people. Uh, and, and I'm going to call it Melanoid Exchange. And I'm going to make it the most economically friendly platform to date. And that's kind of how it, it, it the idea formed. And uh, a couple, I want to say a couple months ago, man, we uh, we ended up, I'm, I'm based out of Houston, Texas, and uh, uh, we actually got a partnership, man. We got a partnership with uh, HISD. Uh, we have a program called the Melanoid Exchange Entrepreneurship Academy, and where we go into uh, high schools and kind of rough areas, man, and just teach those kids about entrepreneurship, man, because... Uh, I'm a motivational speaker, also, man. Uh, author, uh, so I'm from the hood, man. That's 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 me. Uh, that's my background. I can't shy away from it, you know. So I go in and I kind of talk to these kids. Uh, I, I go in and I talk to uh, juvenile detention centers, and man, it, it, it's always something, man. That when you start talking about entrepreneurship, man, they eyes kind of get big, you know, uh, it, because that's 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 the life that they all want to live, you know. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button. This podcast is made possible by listeners just like you. So thank you for subscribing. And now back to the show. And and the teachers tell me that they like, man, uh, I had this person who came in here from a corporate company, man, and they just were falling asleep. But it's something that always when you come through and you start talking about entrepreneurship, it's it's like it gets them pumped, man. And they, they talking about it for days and how they want to start this business and that business. And so when I started going into these schools, uh, I kind of seen that, man, it wasn't only us that was in these, you know, in these schools, man. And so that kind of just opened up my, opened up my brain, man. And I said, well, you know what? I'm kind of, I'm kind of, you know, everybody want to buy black, you know, but it's, it's some Hispanics in here too. You know, it's, it's some, it's some Indians in here too. You know, it's, it's a lot of different people, you know, uh, and that's, that's kind of why I open it up to, uh, all minority business owners, you know, and that's kind of how the the, the uh, Melanoid Exchange came to be what it is today. Um, and I know, so I know the next question on which you asked is uh, how 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 do how do I kind of pitch to investors? Well, how did you prove? Mistaken? So how did you prove to investors that your target customers would use Melanoid Exchange? And then also, who are those best customers, and how are you aggressively pursuing them? So okay, so uh, I'll start off in saying uh, who who those cu- who the customers are, man. Uh, like I said, a lot of those people are you know uh, 
looking to buy black, uh, looking to shop with small businesses, man. Uh, and, and when I started doing my research on black, uh, Latino businesses, man, uh, all minority business in general, man, I seen that we were kind of the economic staple, man, of the U.S. Uh, in small businesses, man. Uh, I think about 40 to 45 percent of the small businesses are minority uh, based businesses, man. And I think uh, coming down the line, uh, I think in about five years, they said that the uh, minority minorities and small business are going to be the majority and so i, I kind of just came from that perspective and so a lot of the audience are people just like me and you man uh millennials uh gen x and z you know just kind of looking to keep supporting those communities man a lot of people man in every city people are going to vendor festivals and flea markets and things like that because they want to shop local you know going to that gas station and, and you know just places like that man and these places are keeping these cities in America, you know, uh, afloat, you know, uh, however, uh, when it comes to the e-commerce market, that's where we kind of lack, man, because we kind of behind the ball from a technology standpoint. And so, uh, that's, 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 that's just how I prove it right there, man. I, I kind of got grabbed some data, man, from the top three, which I always say, which is Etsy, uh, Amazon and eBay, man. And, uh, they control about 80% of the e-commerce market. Uh, however, man, less than 15% of the people that are selling on there are minority, uh, smaller minority-based businesses, man. And so that's when I kind of just start talking those numbers, man, it kind of just started making sense to everybody. Because uh, when you just think about it, man, you 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 when you think of small businesses, you kind of think of, you know, people, you know, uh, that shop, you know, uh, in that strip mall or... Uh, that gas station or, you know, somebody baking, baking cakes. In it. And, and when you kind of think about it, man, it's, it's always et ethnic people, that barber, you know, that hairstylist, you know, uh, the nail shops and things like that, man. So we kind of cater to both sides with Melanoid Exchange. Uh, like I was saying, man, on the product based side, we come and we allow those people selling those exclusive products at that vendor festival, at those flea markets to kind of go global, man, because that, a lot of them are, are, are that you know that they're, they're doing pretty good, man, in their respective areas, man. And that's kind of, that's kind of how these people are paying their bills, man. My dad is a, a, a small business minority, small business owner, man, selling ribs and things like that, man. And that's his soul. That's that's his. Uh, that's that's how he pays his bills, you know. And so when I start thinking about that, man, on, on that side, people selling, he sells barbecue sauce and stuff like that, man. People selling shirts and all of this stuff. And you just kind of start thinking like, man, these people don't really have any reach. You know, when they try to sell on these bigger platforms, uh, they can't because it's kind of saturated with the larger uh, with the larger brands. Man, Amazon is selling majority of their own stuff on there. You know, a lot of people don't know that, but they're selling a lot of their own stuff. You know, so those platforms were kind of not made for entrepreneurs of color, man, if, if I can just say the least. And so on the service-based side, man, you can probably think of uh, too many, man, barbers. Uh, when we talk estheticians, hairstylists, uh, nail techs, man, and you think, and when you start thinking, man, you like, man, they may be Asian, you know, uh, Hispanic, you know. Uh, that's just how you start thinking, man. However, man, these people are, like I said, man, they're doing they're doing pretty good. However, they have not entered into that e-commerce atmosphere, man. And that's kind of just what that's kind of the pitch and how I give it to investors, you know. And, and 
we are we are uh, basically the target market, man. You know, uh, minorities, and not even only minorities, man. Because when you think about it, everybody is going to these places, you know. And that's just kind of the pitch that I give to the investors. Everybody's going to the places, and they're already doing business, man. It's just entering into that realm because they're saying that, in, you know, in about. Uh, I think the next five to 10 years, man, the e-commerce is looking to wipe the malls out, man. And we can see right now with, uh, with with COVID going on and things like that, man, the malls are empty, the malls are closed, but Amazon is still doing business. You get what I'm saying? And that's, and, and, and that's the pitch right there, man. I can change the whole pitch up and just kind of shut the door down when I just say that right there, you know, but a lot of those small business owners right now, man, they taking hits, man. They taking hits right now just because they are not up to date in the e-commerce industry. And, you know, with Melanoid Exchange, we're giving them that platform. We're not charging them any monthly fees on the e-commerce side and only four ninety nine on the booking side, man. And, and I just believe that that kind of just, you know, that it kind of just talks for itself. You know? Tell us more about the booking and the location services and, and where you see the revenue from Melanoid Exchange. Where do you see it coming from if you're offering you know, economically reasonable prices and even free in some instances. So, man, I I, I see I see the revenue. It's kind of hard to say, man. I don't know where the most revenue is uh, right now. Is the most revenue is coming from the e-commerce side because the booking side is uh you know just in beta right now. Uh, but man, I can see, man. I can kind of honestly, man. I can see both sides. You know, doing respective numbers. Uh, really competing with each other, man, because uh, a lot of these people, like I said, man, with COVID just changed the atmosphere. We in a perfect position, man, uh, not not to kind of take advantage of it. Uh, but, man, you know, I, I'm sending my prayers out to everybody who's affected. But I just think that, man, it's the time. It's it's just the, the perfect timing for it, man. I hate to say it like that, man. But it's, it's people can't do their business, man, you know. And so, like I said, man, a lot of those platforms in which people are, uh, we're using we're not kind of made for them you know so so they're not really seeing the benefits man they may be on the the back page or they don't know how to market you know and, and do things like that or they don't really just have the funds to do it okay. however man what'd you say no no go ahead I, I did have another question that may be related to what you're talking about now which is about your co-founder why did you decide to bring on the co-founder I got you. Oh, uh, so uh, I, I answered the, the other side of the question on the booking uh, first. Uh, and, and I see that, that I see the booking part doing uh, very well, man. I think that that's going to kind of change the game because, like we said, it's a lot of e-commerce platforms, man. But I think us adding that booking, uh, you know, that that booking of. Uh, that booking place on our on our site, man, and on our app, man, kind of changes the game, man. Because like I said, when you think of uh, all of these places, man, they're listed on Google, uh, but a lot of them are, are not really coming up because they don't have the high ratings and things like that, you know. And so we're giving them an opportunity, you know, for, for like I said, man, $4.99. Who won't spend $4.99 to just be listed, you know? And, and so... When I type in barber, you know, and I come on and all of these barbers are coming up. I think Style Seed and Booksy charging people 30 and $35 a month, man, you know, and that's kind of making them go up on their prices, you know. And so I just think if you're enjoying the show so far, remember, you can always enjoy the latest resources on our website 
at d-tech.fund. That's dtech.fund. Back to the show. I just think the business model makes sense, you know? I think the business model makes sense, man. And like I said, man, uh, both sides are going to do, I think that they're going to do good in both the respective areas, man. Okay. So tell us why you brought on uh, your co-founder. So uh, I brought on my co-founder, man. I, I, it's not like I had a choice, man. But it's 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 it's, uh, it's my wife. So, uh, man, she is she is uh, she is a very important part to the business, man. And I, uh, I I I can really stand here and say, man, that without her, I I, I wouldn't be, you know. Uh, of course, without God first, but without her, man, uh, I wouldn't be in the spot where I'm at today, man. It's it's just something about it, man. When uh, like I met her. Uh, and we got married in about, I think, six months and uh, six, seven months of us knowing each other. But uh, it's just like, man, she helps me a lot, you know, uh, and it's, it's like she brings that that fire with me. You know, it's, it's, I know we always talk about uh, I, I also like I wrote my book, man. I, I always keep my book on me right here, man. Uh, the Hood Scholar, man. Y'all also go grab that on Melanoid Exchange. But uh, I talk about in there, man, that doctors ain't with doctors. And I kind of talk about friends. Uh, you know, uh, if, if you hang around five barbers, you're going to be the six. If you're hanging around five broke people, you're going to be the six. Uh, and things in that nature. However, man, uh, a lot of people don't really do it, don't really see it from a uh, from a spouse perspective, man. Because your spouse can... Uh, if your spouse is, if, if you're not in like ways in your spouse, man, they can bring you down also, you know, and, and I know all of, probably everybody can attest to that, man, but the reason why I brought her on is because, man, she bring out some fire in me. It's like, uh, you know, that iron sharpening the iron, you know, she, she, it's like she a bull and I'm a bull too, man, but the crazy thing is we may argue, man, because we two bulls, but we always come to a, 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 a a great end point. You know, we, we kind of take some of what she said and take some of what I said, man. And she just kind of snuck into the business, man, and kind of took it over. You know, she runs a lot of the stuff, man, a lot of the ideas and stuff that's went viral on social media, man. She came up with it, you know. Uh, she came up with it. There we go. Okay. <laughs> she came up with it, you know. So it's, uh, uh, man, uh, that's, that's the reason why I brought her on, man. She bring out the best in me. You know, and that's that's uh, it, man. She has a nursing degree, but man, she don't really have a tech tech background. But man, she is she the one, man. It, it's it's kind of like I, I read a lot about uh, I read a lot of books, man. I just uh, uh, got done reading the everything story by Jeff Bezos, and they kind of talk about man, Jeff Bezos don't really have any experience in uh, a lot of these uh, different areas of the business, man. But he knows what he knows, man. He an expertise, and he kind of better than the people who doing that job, even though he don't kind of have a background in it. And that's just like my wife, man. She don't, she doesn't have a tech background at all, you know, but it's just some way, somehow she knows what she talking about, man. And I hate, I hate to say it, but yeah, man, that, that's why I brought her home. You know, that's man? fantastic. She, and, and that's good to hear, man. And like you said, that spouse, that spousal support is important. Uh, switching gears a little bit. Uh, you're raising money right now. Uh, yes. I think your goal is whatever your goal is. Uh, I think you're on uh, by the block, right? Yes. And you're raising money now, but tell us what would you do if you had one million in funding right now? No strings attached. Nobody telling you what to do with it. They didn't earmark it for anything. What would you do 
if you had a million dollars right now? Man, so 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 I know it's a, uh, the first thing I would do, man, is I get that ten percent, man, back to God. To be honest with you, uh, that's what I would do first, man. And after that, man, I would I would I would probably spend a little bit on development, you know, and kind of uh, getting some more features and cleaning everything up, man. But I probably would spend almost 40, 40 to forty five percent of it in marketing, man. Because I feel like this platform is gonna go. It's just uh, not that, not when, uh, not. Uh, I'm sorry. It's not uh, if it's gonna go. It's just when it's gonna go. You know. And I kind of tell myself uh, always that we always one conversation away. You know. So the the platform is here. The people just don't know about it. And so if I was to have that one million man today, uh, I would I would go full force man with the marketing. You know. Uh, and and kind of go crazy with the, the current market, go-to-market strategy that we got right now. It's like I would just do that on steroids, man, and hit the TV channels and the and the breakfast clubs and the shade rooms and the uh, traditional media outlets, man. I would just kind of go crazy and just basically just, I feel like we, we built our brand on a smaller level, man, but that with that, with that amount of money, man, it could kind of just change the game and what we could do and just the reach and how we could help uh, these small minority businesses, man. You know, I, I think that we are here to help them. A lot of them just don't know, you know. What are you doing for marketing right now? What's your most effective and cost-effective and, and just generally effective marketing strategy right now? Man, to be honest, man, uh, uh, we haven't spent any money in paid advertising so far. Now, uh, with our money that we're raising right now, we have a full go-to-market strategy. Uh, right now, man, it's just been, it, it, we just been blessed, man. We have went viral about five to six times, man, all off of organic things that my wife, my, that my wife have, have just thought about in her head, man. Uh, we got a tweet that got almost two million impressions. Uh, uh, we went viral on Instagram, man, and it's all because of, you know, some things that she kind of come up with on the slide, like I was telling you. Uh, but we have a full go-to-market strategy to, uh, you know, kind of blast more on social media, man. But I really want to get on the traditional media side also, you know, kind of get some articles and some big outlets, you know. Uh, and then we also have some uh, community events, you know. Uh, uh, it's, 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 we going to really get out here and kind of get on the front line with these businesses and showing them what we can do for them, you know, and just kind of just getting that out there, you know. Absolutely. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button. This podcast is made possible by listeners just like you. So thank you for subscribing. And now back to the show. Absolutely. So I see the design on your shirt. If you could show us just again. It's a nice design on your shirt. I appreciate Uh, it, man. Why don't you just describe sort of which artist most inspires your work? So uh, I would say, man, uh, uh, from what perspective can I say? Uh, can I ask you? In terms of your approach to your business, a lot of artists oh. approach their art in a way that some business owners find inspiration from. Right. Well, man, like I like I told you, man, uh, I, I I I come from a rough background, you know, and so uh, I grew up uh, looking at you know uh, rags to riches stories, man, and that's kind of that's kind of I, I I know that that's that's really gonna be my story, man. Uh, you know, I'm from the projects. I don't have no, I don't have no uh, 
saying and saying that, you know, uh, that's what that's what it is. That's what molded me, man. But uh, I, I just, man, I got I like that hustling mentality, man. So I, man, Young Jeezy, man, Jay Z, uh, Ti, man, those people who kind of came in the game uh, in a different way and uh, kind of switched lanes, man, and just prospered in entrepreneurship because uh, you know they just got that hustling, them, man, and they inspired me because, man. When I tell you every single thing that I have ever done, uh, I always been a hustler in it, man. When I was young, man, I was, you know, I, I wasn't doing things the right way, but, man, I always had me some money, man. And once I got to college, you know, uh, I, I went to throwing parties, man. I had the best parties that I was throwing, man, that the whole school, the whole, a, 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 I don't know if you have HBCU background, but you know how to, you know how the parties get, man. So we were seeing money way back then, you know, and even in college, man, I was selling sneakers, you know, and it's just every. I just love that hustler mentality, man, and that's and that's the things that I see in the in the Jay Zs and the Jeezys and the Rosses and, and people like that, man. It's just it doesn't matter what they're doing; they hustle. It's just gonna separate them from everybody else, you know. Absolutely, it's got to be. Um, I mean, you put a lot of attention on your business. What's it like balancing having a marriage and a, you know a family, a daughter? What's it like balancing your family life? with growing and scaling a business with as much potential as Melanoid Exchange? Man, it, it, it's tough, man. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you, man. It's, 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 I, and I'm, I'm not going to say that I kind of mastered it yet, man, with the work-life balance, man, because some days I'm in here working uh, 12, 13, 14 hours, man, and, and it's like my mind got to keep going. And sometimes I got to step out of it, you know, and give my wife her time and give my daughter her time, man. But it's it's kind of hard, man. I, I can't say that I've mastered it, man, but but it's most definitely uh, challenging. I, I can say the least, man, especially with all the other things, you know, which I all my other obligations, you know. I like to do a lot of charity work. Like I told you, I motivation to speak to the kids and all of that stuff. But it's, it's, it's always a... Oh man, am I giving it too much time? I am, am, you know, am I giving this enough time? And it's it's challenging, you know, man. I, it, that's the that's what I can say for the least, man. But I think, you know, just leaning, you know, leaning into, uh, you know, leaning back on the word, man. I'm gonna keep saying it, man. That's that's kind of how how the balance is going, you know, because I always find a way to get it done, you know. Absolutely. And as you mentioned, you're in Houston, Texas now, but you weren't always in Houston. You've had a journey that kind of brought you uh, there. I know, I think your your master's degree is in Arkansas, where I'm from as well, uh, which is cool. Uh, I'm curious to know now how you feel your growing up uh, in the Fort Lauderdale, Florida area has actually helped you in Houston's startup scene. And how do you get connected to Houston's startup scene, et cetera? Man, uh, so like I said, man, uh, like how we just was talking about, man, uh, growing up where I grew up at, man, it's it's, it's kind of, it's a survival mentality. And so uh, it's a survival mentality. However, uh, it's just something about being from down there, man. It's like we always know how to turn it on and turn it off. You know, not everybody has that gift, you know, but uh, a lot of people can turn it on and turn it off, man. So I can come over here. And come with this side of the people, and then uh, you know my people in the hood, man. But then I can, you know, walk in the door and throw my suit, man, and and, and kind of uh, you know 
blend in with this side, man. And, and, and that's the that's kind of the, a part of the reason why I prosper in corporate, man, because it's it's like I have a switch, man, and I can blend in with both sides, man. And, and people always love me, man, from from. When I was, uh, you know, growing up, man, I was a star in football, man. Everybody loved me. Everybody always stick to me just because of my personality. Uh, and I think that me just learning that power of networking, man, and, and relationships growing up uh, in Fort Lauderdale, man, just just knowing that it's always, it's not, it's it's, it's never about who you know, but it's I mean, it's never about what you know, but it's always about who you know. And that kind of taught me. Uh, kind of just small little lessons, man, that I didn't even know that it was teaching me for this startup industry, man. But uh, just always introducing yourself and making yourself be known when you, you know, when when I walk into a room, man. So uh, I think that that's kind of has, has helped me, man, with this startup scene in Houston, man. I'm, I have the confidence, man, to walk up to anybody. Uh, I'm not, I, I'm not scared to walk up to anybody, man. Uh, back when I was at Afrotech, man, I walked up to Charlemagne, man, and and just told him I walked up to 50 Cent, man. I, I any anybody who I see, man, I will come and let my presence be known, man, and kind of you know uh, give you my little 10, 10, 10 to twenty second pitch, you know. And I think that that's that's pretty, uh, pretty, you know, something that's really helped me out here in this Houston startup scene, man, because they they building something special down here. They building something very special down here in Houston. They trying to get. Uh, to the likes of uh, Austin, uh, you know, Silicon Valley and New York and things like that. They really building something special out here. Uh, and I'm just happy to be a part of it, man. You know, and, and, and I only I got here, I think I said about five to six months ago. But uh, the name already ringing bells because of that confidence, you know. Absolutely. And that's good to hear. I want to get back to your product because uh, I know at your core, as you mentioned, you're an engineer thanks to your, your coach in college. Uh, you mentioned that you kind of have your bread and butter e-commerce side, but then you also have sort of the, the services. And it seems like it's not just limited to barbers or beauticians or nail salons, but it could be dentists and doctors and lawyers in our communities as well. But if you could only keep one feature, if you took everything away from Illinois Exchange except for one feature, what would that be? Oh, I would most definitely have to say that that e-commerce side. Uh, and, and, and really nailing down on it, man, the, the specific features, that no monthly fees, man, because that separates everything, man. And it, and it may sound like, you know, sound cheap and things like that, man, but we're here for uh, the vendors, man. We're here to, you know, like I said, man, our slogan is connecting entrepreneurs of color with the world. You know, and I think that with, with us not charging any overhead, man, that allows them to really prosper, man, and get the best ROI on their product. So I think I believe that, that that would be that one feature that I would really keep is that no monthly fees. I don't care if we get acquired. I don't care if we go public, man. That's something that I stuck to my core. And I said we will never charge monthly fees uh, when it comes to somebody selling their products. Nice, because the volume alone is able to get you enough in fees to kind of keep your business going because you just need that network effect working in your favor. Similar, similar to that. Um, as you mentioned, you, you kind of started this six months ago and you've already, you know, reached quite a bit of success. I think you said you have about 200 vendors online already. I think 268 as of this morning, man, 15,000 downloads, uh, uh, did almost 20 K in revenue. So, uh, that's phenomenal. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure though, if 
you've been consistent. I mean, most business owners encounter some challenges where they have to make a decision. They encounter forks in the road. Sounds like you've had to go through that as well. Why don't you tell us about a pivot that helped to sort of save your company or helped you go in a better direction? Ah, uh, let me think about that, man. So I think that the the biggest thing, man, uh, and and what what I think that has uh kind of did that for us was uh when we kind of made that uh that transition, man, to not only uh just serving uh black owned businesses, man, but opening it up to all minorities. Because uh, when we were selling, uh, saying that we were just going uh, the black business route, uh, we would have to push the products and kind of sell the products. But with us opening up the platform to all minorities, we're able to sell the platform. You know, we can sell the platform and it's uh, it's just kind of different from a marketing perspective, but not saying that we will not. Selling the the products in, in the platform, man, because uh, like you said, I think when we talked the first time, man, it's a lot of people. Uh, when I when I first came into it, man, it, it was you know a couple of people trying to do it, man. But it's it's now it's like uh, that's the big thing to do, man. And and it's it, I know in business, man, it's all about separating yourself. You know, it's all about having those key differentiators. And I think that that was one, man, because it's 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 a market that I'm not saying that it's 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 uh, not going to be any competition, man, but it's just going down a different lane, uh, targeting a different set of people, you know, uh, targeting a different, the same group of people, but also just making that range a lot more broad, man. And, and it's a lot more, when we talk from the investor standpoint, it's a lot more people, man. It's a, it's a, it's a whole lot of more, uh, availability, you know, uh, when we talking, uh, from a funding perspective and things in that nature also, Brilliant. Uh, which communities have been most helpful in growing the Melanoid Exchange brand and growing your company? Uh, I would say, man, uh, uh, of course, uh, my South Florida, uh, the people where I live at, man, a lot of people uh, supporting me down there. Uh, uh, most definitely when I was living out in uh, Fort Worth, we had our launch party uh, in Dallas, Texas. Uh, and man, I, I feel like the Dallas community took 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 the business in. Uh, we were really growing the business out there, man. And last, I would say Houston, uh, because they they've adopted the adopted the, adopted the company, man. Like I said, we just came in, and it's like we didn't miss a beat uh, from uh, shifting from Dallas to Houston. Uh, I think uh, we were probably like two three months in, man, and, and you know we were kind of getting that buzz, man. And it's like now. Dallas company, we, we got some Dallas companies, a lot of Dallas companies on the app. We got a lot of uh, Florida companies on the app, and we also have a lot of Houston companies on the app. That's phenomenal. Okay, uh, so we've been talking a lot about your early, early, super early success, uh, but let's say that early success turns into some long-term, fundamental, solid business wealth. Do you want to run a billion dollar company why or why not i actually do man that's uh that's 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 uh, honestly man that's something that i prayed for uh it's funny that you asked me that man it, it's just i like a challenge you know uh like i said man the, the reason the, the main reason why i quit my job in corporate is because i i no longer felt like it was challenging me to be the best version of myself 
And I feel like entrepreneurship keeps me on my toes, man. And, and not only entrepreneurship, but running a company, man. When I listen to the story, like I said, man, I'm a big time reader, man. So I like to read stories, man, of just how these big billion dollar, trillion dollar companies was formed. You know, so uh, when I when I just listen to these founder stories, man, I just I just man, I just and I get obsessed with it. I get obsessed with it, man. And when I tell you, man, it's it's just a it's just something that that hit me down in my soul, man. And just seeing something built from nothing, man, and taking it to that point, man, and, and just kind of taking everything that comes with it. You know, the ups and the downs, and it just staying level headed. And just I think that it's all just a faith test, man, because. Like you said, man, uh, it, it may be uh, some uh, success right now, man, some startup success, but who? I, the road hasn't been easy thus far, and it's not going to get any easier. And, and I, I'm okay with that, but I and I, and I know probably it's, it's different kind of, it's different, it's different levels, you know, and it's going to be different devils coming, you know, at that billion-dollar level, man, but I, I'm ready for the challenge, so, man, I really want to, I really want to see it, you know, see, see, see the potential, man, and really just seeing how many people we can help. No, that's the that's the biggest thing. It's it's not really about me, uh, but I know that if we was to when 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 we become a billion dollar company, man, it probably would be the millions of companies in which we help, you know, kind of uh, adapt into, into that e-commerce uh, society, you know, in which the world is, it, it, which is taking over the world, man, and just saying that okay, when when Melanoid Exchange makes somebody, man, who came on with nothing, man, into a billion dollar, uh, I mean, uh, a million dollar, make a million dollars, you know, and become a, a million dollar company, man, I feel like, man, that's, that's, man, it, I don't think it's going to be a feeling better than that, man. And I know uh, when when we get to that level of being a billion dollar company, that's the type of uh, impact that we will be having on the community, you know? Absolutely. Does it feel like we've come to sort of the end of the interview, man? I know it kind of sped through. Does it feel like we're we're nearing the end? Man, hey, man, I don't know, man. If, if it's anything else that you want to ask, you know, uh, I'm open to it, man. Like, I know you can probably tell, man, I love to talk, man, and especially I love to talk about Melanoid Exchange, man. We can talk all day, you know? Okay, all right. Well, I got one more question for you, uh, and this is one of my favorites because I feel like it gets to the core what is the most valuable thing that Melanoid Exchange does for its customers? Man, uh, I kind of just how I, how I said, man, we, we expand the reach, man, of, of all of these local businesses, man, uh, and, and getting them into a, a place to where they, they wouldn't, I, I wouldn't say that they couldn't do it, uh, but, but where they usually wouldn't be able to operate, man, you know, uh, we got some, some people, man, I want to tell you, man, it's, it's some people that I met, man, when I first started up this app, man, and they came on the app, man, and kind of worked with us through everything, uh, until our point right now, like I said, man, it's still early, but, uh, man, they, that, that, they're now getting, sales man from pennsylvania from new york man all around the country man that i know that this little shop in dallas would have never had the reach to do man and that's just man that, that just like i said man it's, it's it's more about the people than it is about me man it, it's just it's just touching to me that and we can just have that kind of impact on people you know man people people love that feeling of getting that stuff that you know that that their their business you know we, we'll be to be to see man but but I just think that us helping those businesses get to where they, 
you know, to where they can prosper and where they want to be is, 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 man, that's, that's, that's what hit home for me, man. I'm going to keep saying it. That's fantastic. Well, this has been a joy for me. I've learned a lot more about Melanoid Exchange and, you know, I believe in you, Javante and your wife. I think it's great that you all are kind of tag teaming this business and, and you having success across the country. Thanks for joining this week on Diverse Tech Founders with Abraham J. Williamson. If you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. You can do it right now. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us too. Thanks again.